I'm at a party I don't wanna be at And I don't ever wear a suit and tie well, that's kind of true. I don't normally wear a suit and tie. I sometimes do, but not as, not as much. Uh, and, and I don't usually go to parties where Democrats are, to be very honest with you. But tonight, finally, I was in the room with a lot of the uh, Democratic leaders of Queens. And you know what? Put their politics aside. They're decent people. This is where I say people need to come out of the corner and literally do stay at the party where the opposite uh, political party is because you never know. You might get into talking to them and hearing from the other side, which is ultimately what we need, right? We need, at this point, unity. We've seen Senator Schumer and uh, Representative King uh, start to formulate some legislation on gun, on guns, uh, background checks and whatnot, and that's great. Something needs to be done. We also need to change hearts and minds. By the way, keeping it real with Alexander Garrett. But no Ed Sheeran, no Justin Bieber. I don't usually party with the opposite political party. Uh, but tonight, that was different, thanks to City and State New York. And you know what? We're going to have a little more in-depth with this tomorrow with some audio from the new Queens DA Democratic primary winner, Melinda Katz, who will go up in February against uh, in November against Republican to fill the void left by the passing of Richard Brown and uh, other Democratic leaders of this great state, which some of them don't want to make it a great state. Let's be honest, but you'll hear from them anyhow. That being said, there's a bigger story tonight uh, alongside Trump visiting. El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, which is, it was a tremendous day for that. It was emotional to see him go through the hospital. The video that Trump's team put up was really, really nice. Uh, and he was smiling, and everybody accepted him and whatnot. But today there was a bigger story. And why is it bigger? Because, see, when we get real world, when we get on the ground, when we get to hear stories of the actual criminal justice system working in our favor. When we hear government working for us, it's a big deal. It's a celebratory deal. Because when Tennessee governor, when the Tennessee governor in January 2019, just a few months ago, I remember when he made this uh, edict, when Bill Haslam announced in January 2019 that he would commute the sentence of one Satoya Brown, the media and the world was celebrating. And why not? Because, see, here's the problem. When you talk about Epstein, when you talk about Weinstein, you also talk about the politics. Clinton was on Epstein's plane. He went to the island, so forth, so forth. But you missed the heart of the problem. Why is Epstein such an evil guy? It's not the political part. It's the actual doing of trafficking underage girls. They're not women. They're girls. As young as 14, 13. So let's, when, when these situations happen, let's stop thinking of the political ramifications. Oh, maybe Clinton will go to jail. Well, that probably won't happen. But let's start thinking about the human aspect, the human part of this tragedy of Epstein, the monstrosity of Jeffrey Epstein.
Because if we don't think of the monstrosity, we lose the heart and the point of the problem. If we don't talk about Centoya Brown's release, we don't cover the problem of the actual psychological, physical despair, trauma, hurt, pain that these girls endure. So much so that Sandoya Brown took it upon himself when she was pimped out at the age of 16. She took it upon him, upon herself to shoot, by the way, she's 31 now, to shoot the man who paid to have sex with her at 16. 43-year-old Johnny Allen. She shot him at the home of Johnny Allen, where she says she was frightened by talking about guns. He was, and his military experience, and she feared that Allen was going to reach for a gun if she didn't have sex with him. That's when she shot him in the back of the head. And some will say, well, why are you advocating for the killing? And I know it's not Christ-like in the sense that he says... If they hit one cheek, let them hit the other. But this is real world we're talking about. This is life. This is a girl of 16 terrified out of her darn mind because she was just pimped out in August 20, uh, 2004. She ran away from home, by the way. But she was pimped out in the age of 16 in 2004. Out of fear, she shot the man who wanted to have sex with an underage girl. And that, according to Tennessee prosecutors, was enough to sentence her to life in prison because she was going to steal from him. She was in the wrong for killing a man who paid to have sex with her while she was underage. And she was going to have no possibility for parole until she served the full 51 years, according to Bustle and according to Refinery29. Now, there was a documentary called Me Facing Life, Centoya's Story, which was released in 2011. And if you remember on this podcast, I said, if you want to release a Netflix documentary, if you want to release something of substance, don't do it to harm a situation. Do it to better a situation. And clearly, this story, this documentary bettered her situation. Because she stood up for herself, killed the creep. Yes, she went to jail for it for 10, 15 years. But she did what she felt was right. And if you don't think that's right, if you don't think she should be commuted, then I don't know where your soul is. But if we're going to have this fight against sex trafficking, if we're going to have this fight against people like Jeffrey Epstein, we have to deal with real cases. And this one was as real as it got. And she took it there. And you know what? You can't be mad that she took it there. You cannot be mad that she took it where she did. You can be mad at the prosecutors. 
can be mad at the judge. And today, August 7th, she is now free, 10 years on parole following her release. And the best part of the story is you can help Centoya Brown. Did you know that? Did you know that you can help Centoya Brown if you've been following the case? Well, there's a way to help her even more. Because there's a GoFundMe for Centoya Brown right now. As they hope to raise 25000 as she transitions out of prison world to real life where she's, by the way, going to complete her college coursework and take steps necessary to the transition from prison to free world. Uh, a spokesperson for Brown told the Nashville Tennessean, Zach Hunt. Zach Hunt. So if you want to really fight the cha- fight the traffic, if you want to be a change, start by dealing with those whose lives need to be changed, need to be healed from actually being sex trafficked. And Centoya Brown is is a huge high profile case. And if we address her situation, her fear, her worries, her pain, then we can help other girls who have been trafficked, who have been harmed by the likes of Epstein and Weinstein and others out there. We can help those who have been completely harmed by gay Boy Scout leaders. We can. And it's amazing. Just now they're finding out all this epidemic? Of course it was going to happen in the Boy Scouts. But let's start here. If you want to really fight sex trafficking, if you want to help survivors of sex trafficking, if you want to prevent it from happening ever again, let's start with the victims. Let's start with someone like Centoya Brown, who did run away from home, but didn't deserve to go to jail for this for defending herself did not deserve that and you can go to gofundme.com backslash f backslash centoya dash brown dash post clemency dash life jumpstart dash fund the centoya brown second chance fund look it up on facebook uh, or on google and if you really want to be a difference to someone's life impacted, harmed, and forever scarred by sex trafficking and heal that wound, maybe financially supporting her is the way. It's been shared 3,800 times, by the way. And God bless those who have been contributing, and I hope more do to support this woman's cause. Because again, if we're gonna have backlash and outcry about Hepstein and Weinstein and all, and if we're gonna tear down the American male for being such a sexual deviant and a creep, well, let's talk about who these sexual fiends, these monsters, are are hurting. Let's put faces to names. 
And let's start healing those faces and names and people. And not get wrapped up in the political, political stance. And if you don't want to be caught up in that, then focus on stories of Centauri Brown. Go out and find organizations fighting sex trafficking. Because that's a big fight. And it's one that no one seems to care about. Because every time something does happen in the trafficking world, it's how is it politically tied? Instead of how can we help heal the girls affected by these evil people? Centauri Brown, GoFundMe, Second Chance Fund, give it a look. Give this a listen once again on, on Keep It Real with Alexander Garrett and on Spreaker.com. And I'll be with you again tomorrow with some audio from tonight's City and State Power 100 from Queens in Queens. And just so much more because this city is offering solutions. We're just being wrapped up again by the politics of Bill de Blasio and by the nonsense of de Blasio to actually see the solutions. We'll talk about that tomorrow and so much more. Alexander Garrett, keeping it real. Once again, thanks for helping making this brand stick. Thanks for helping the message get out. Keep listening, and I'll be with you soon. Have a great night. Let me take you out a little more edge here. I'm at a party I don't want to be at. And I don't ever wear a suit and tie at. Wondering if I can sneak out the back. Nobody's even looking me in my eyes. Take my hand, finish my drink, say, shall we dance? Hell yeah. You know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that. Don't think I fit in at this party. Everyone's got so much to say. Yeah. I always feel like I'm nobody. Mm. Who wants to fit in anyway? Cause I don't Bye.